everybody. Welcome to Weekly Trash, the safe place to cleanse your mind, body, and soul of all that trash you consume this week so you can consume some more tomorrow. I'm your host, Josie Van Dyke, and today I have a very special guest. Me. I'm your guest. You're welcome. I am actually really excited to do a solo podcast because I feel like it's been a hot minute. And whenever I do a solo podcast, I feel like I can be a little more vulnerable, a little more storytelling. I just feel like I'm chatting to you guys. And I don't know, I, I like it. So right now it's kind of looking like every three podcasts will be a solo. Um, that might change. I don't know. But I'm excited. So let's get into some personal trash that needs to be taken out. I I made sweatshirts. Yes. Yes, I did. I'm actually wearing one right now, which you'll see in Trash Topic Can. If you follow the Weekly Trash on Instagram, then you know that I got these sweatshirts. I ordered them probably a month ago. And I was super nervous because I didn't get to like try them on or see like a mock-up of it. It was just like the digital mock-up and then I had to like approve it. But I like, I didn't know. I was like, is this going to look like shit? Like, I, (laughs) I don't know, but I just decided to do it. And so I went and picked them up. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. And I was so nervous when I opened up the box, but I actually love, 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 love. And I was blown away by the amount of people that want to buy one. Like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you want to buy Weekly Trash merch? Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah, now I have like a ton of thoughts and ideas in my head about merch ideas because these sweatshirts were just for guests that I had on as like a thank you for coming on and like taking the time. So now I'm like, freak, I need to come up with some ideas. Uh, So if you haven't seen the sweatshirts on the back, it says, don't forget to take out your trash. And the A is a trash can. Shout out to my sister-in-law, Emily. She does all of my graphic designing. She's so talented. And so she did my cover art for the podcast and the sweatshirts. And I just sent her some ideas and she's going to start working on those. So there may or may not be merch coming to Weekly Trash, which sounds so crazy to think about, but I guess, I guess I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, why not? Like, fuck it. So look out for that. Um, I ended my period. I mean, I feel like I'm either always talking about my period or poop, like one of the things. So sorry about that, but finished my period. And I don't know if I'm just getting older and I'm more aware of my hormones, but the older I get, the worse my period gets, not necessarily like the actual period, but like the PMS, the, the, the overreacting to literally everything and wanting to kill everyone. Like it, it just gets heightened to like a new level, the older I get. And maybe it's because I have kids now and they just love to just drive me bonkers. But yeah, I was not okay. (laughs) I was unwell. I kind of talked about it 
in the last personal trash of last week because that's how long my fucking periods are. And I was like, yeah, I was not well. I like hated myself. I thought I was ugly, that I was fat, that I was stupid. My anxiety was like off the charts. And I was talking to Kate and I was like, if you don't know Kate, Kate was my first guest, my bestie, um, my newest bestie. I have lots of besties. She's the newest of the bunch. I love her. But I was talking to her and I was like, either like I need to like up my dosage of antidepressants or this is just my period. And good news, just my period, back to normal. I mean, I wish that the bloating was just my period, but I guess that's just me getting fatter. And again, this is not a body positivity podcast. So sorry if this is triggering zone out for a minute. But since I started doing this podcast, they always say that you can't be good at everything. Like if you do five things at a time, one of those things is going to struggle. You can't do it all. And my fitness, like I love working out. It is my mental therapy. Love it. Since doing this podcast, I like don't have any energy to work out. And that's like not like me because I I'm not good at controlling what I eat. I love food. It's my love language. I could down a whole pound of donuts without even blinking. So (laughs) working out has always just been like that thing that helped me maintain. And now that that's out the window and I'm addicted, was, was addicted to sweetheart ropes. It, it was just a bad mix. And I gained like, I've gained like six pounds, which again, that doesn't weight is not that important. It's more like how you feel and how you like fit in your clothes and all those things. But like my clothes aren't even fitting now. And now I'm like, oof, okay. So this isn't just like the sweet tart robes. This is like a lifestyle that needs to like change a little. So gotta get back on that workout grind, which is just weird. Cause I've never like not been on it, but gotta get back on. Um, which brings me to the whole sweet tart rope thing. I mean, I don't want to sound dramatic when I say that I was having withdrawals, but I was, and I kind of dibbled and dabbled in some other yummy treats like cereal. And in my basement, we have like a kitchenette that we keep all of like the goodies and the snacks and the candies for like movie nights that never happen. It's really just decoration that we eat Uh, because like we don't have movie nights who even watches movies anymore. It's all about Netflix shows. But anyways, I, I have peanut butter M&Ms down here and I have not touched them in months, but when there's no sweet tart ropes out, mama's got to find another vice. And now I'm addicted to peanut butter M&Ms. But the good thing about that is there actually have some nutritional value. Like there's like two grams of protein, five grams of fat, 16 grams of carbs, where sweet tart ropes were literally for two ropes. It was like 60 grams of carbs. And that was it. So no wonder I was bloating like a balloon because I was just shoving sugar down my throat constantly. So we're taking, we're taking a break. Me and sweet tart ropes are officially taking a break. It's been a week. The withdrawals are gone. Now it's peanut butter M&Ms. So that's, that's the new vice that we're working through. So that should be fun for me. We, we finished under the banner of heaven. We as me and Caleb, and I feel like I was way more into it than Caleb was. He like fell asleep half the time. Fun fact about Caleb, he falls asleep in like 5.2 seconds. 
and he could go to bed at 7.30 every night if I let him. So I would like stay up and watch it. And it got kind of dark. Um, if you don't know what Under the Banner of Heaven is, it is a movie based on a family called the Lafferty family. Very strong members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And basically, the brothers go down this rabbit hole of old teachings of the FLDS Church, fundamentalists, and they go back into like Joseph Smith history and polygamy and all the wild things and decide that they are gods, that they are destined for something special, and they end up killing their brother's sister and their 16-month-old baby. And it is... It was dark. Um, and I don't know. So like people ask like, hey, what are your thoughts on it? What are your thoughts on it? And my thoughts are, if you want to watch it, watch it. I think I think if you are really strong in what you believe, whether that's a very strong member of the church or like, you know, that's not for you, watch it. But for someone like me, who's like in the middle it like, um, it was triggering. (laughs) Like I was like, wait, wait a minute. I need a lesson on Joseph Smith. Like I need, we need, wait, go back. What? And then I kind of deep dived into another, um, Mormon F not Mormon L F L D S. It's not, they don't go together. We Mormons, me, if you want to say I'm a Mormon, I'm not a polygamist. So two different things. But there was another documentary on Netflix called Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey. And it's basically all about Jeff Warren, the polygamy colony out in Texas and Utah and Arizona borderline. And that was wild. And it just kind of made me look at like all religions as like a cult. And I, I don't know, I guess I'm struggling with my faith. I mean, are we going to get into that right now? Maybe. Maybe we are. Uh, oh, I don't know. Should we? I guess we shall. So I don't know how to how to say things without offending anyone. I know I'm going to offend some people listening, and I'm sorry. It's just like how I feel, and I'm going to say that in advance before talking about religion because it's a very personal thing. And I mean, I live in Utah. So most listeners before were from Utah, but now I have a lot of new listeners who may not know what the Mormon church is, the LDS church, Church of Latter-day Saints. And I I just want to make it clear. I am not their poster child. I am not their example I, so don't look at me. Don't ask me questions. I I don't know. I don't know. But I guess we should kind of go back to why I feel like I should talk about this. And it's because on Instagram, when I had people ask me questions, someone said, are you Mormon? And I responded with kinda. And that made a lot of people question, not a lot of people. When I say a lot of people, I mean like eight people, but like, that's a lot. So eight people then messaged me and they're like, what does that mean? Does that mean you wear your garments? Does that mean you not wear your garments? I had someone say, I just recently left the church. If you ever want to reach out to me, 
I had someone say, oh, Josie, I, you know, I hope that you know that God loves you no matter what. Like, and it was just like really funny because I like didn't think that much into it. I was just like kind of joking when I said kind of because my whole life I've been kind of Mormon. And I guess I should explain why, how I felt that way. And it's, it's because I grew up in a home where my dad is not a member and my mom is, and we were a chill home. I mean, we didn't have family home evening every Monday. Um, we went to church every Sunday and my dad would come. He, I mean, he, he's technically a member, but he's not an active member at all. Like never has been in his entire life. Um, but he's very respectful. He believes in God. And, and so, you know, I grew up in a home that didn't have a priesthood holder. I would go to young women's and they would talk about, you know, your first day of school blessings. And I'm like, what the F is that? Like, I didn't get one of those. So like, I don't have a testimony of priesthood blessings because I never had them. And I don't really have a testimony of Joseph Smith because I've never even read the book of Mormon. And that's a me problem. Like I should probably do that, but like, I don't care enough to do that. And I don't know. That's the problem too. I guess I just, my whole life has just kind of been like, I, I go to church and I, I enjoy feeling like there's a community of people that support you and love you. And I mean, there's great things about the church. Um, but yeah, I struggle. I don't, I don't wear garments and I never really have because again, didn't grow up with them. Like my mom wasn't endowed. So I never saw garments. And if you don't know what endowment and being endowed is, it's when you go through the temple and you make these sacred covenants and you get to wear garments, which is our holy undergarments. And from day one, I was like, no, <laughs> like I will try, but I'm not, not going to do it. And I think that that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And I think some people take it personally. And that's frustrating because it's not, I'm not doing anything to you by not wearing them. It's if anything, I'm damning myself. So like, just worry about yourself. (laughs) Don't worry about me. And I don't know. So in Utah, the culture is very judgy when it comes to, you know, the garments and the coffee. And I think, you know, especially the older generation has a really hard time with seeing my generation be so loose with a lot of the rules slash covenants that we've made. I mean, talk about like just recently, like the TikTok swinger stuff, like those people were identify as Mormon. And so I, I think we all get like really caught up in like what that means for people. And I guess for me, I just, I just know that I believe in God and heavenly father and I'm working on the whole Joseph Smith stuff. I guess like the thing that always brings me back, because I've strayed away from the church. I graduated high school and lived in Sugar House downtown, partied, drank, never smoked though. Um, Maybe one day, (laughs) just kidding. And like I had my fun but I was really unhappy and I don't know if that unhappiness stemmed from not being a faithful, active member of the church or the guilt that I felt being judged by people who were. And that's kind of been this line that I've, I've gone back and forth being like, okay, am I 
do I feel bad because I think it's wrong? Or do I feel bad because other people think it's wrong and they make me feel bad? Or I'm a people pleaser and I don't want them to think I am bad. That's like been my constant struggle my whole life. And there's just been this one moment incident that has always brought me back when I've struggled. And that was, we're, we're getting deep here in personal trash. I need some water. Oh my gosh. My mouth is already dry. I'm like sweating and I'm thirsty. Okay. Grandma, if you're listening, turn it off. (laughs) Just kidding. That's the thing. Like I'm such an open person that I would tell all of you this if I saw you in person. And so I, I want you guys to feel like we're friends. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you some, some stories here. And this story is, is per, it's very, very personal, but I think maybe it'll help someone with their testimony or if they're struggling or whatever. Um, but I was 16 and I was dating a guy and I, again, I was always half in half out. Like I went to church, but like, if you asked me to like tell you my favorite scripture, like I couldn't, like I I didn't know. Um, but I always made it very clear that I was saving myself for marriage and I didn't want to have sex till I was married. I didn't, I didn't want to step that line. I had done other stuff with this guy, but like, that was like the one that I was like, okay, if I do that, like I'm, I'm dirt. Like I can't have sex. Also, I was 16. So like probably shouldn't. Um, but one night I was with this guy and, um, I lost my virginity at 16 and it wasn't, it wasn't what I wanted. It's not what I pictured for myself. I mean, I pictured, you know, the, the wedding, the Mormon wedding where you get married and everyone at the reception is like, ah, they're going to go see each other naked for the first time. Like that excitement. Like, I know that sounds weird. It's coming out of my mouth, but it was like this excitement for them and watching them go out in their and leaving in the car, knowing that they're about to have sex. Like there was just something so exciting about it. And I wanted my first time to be with someone who loved me and I loved them and we were comfortable with each other. We were married. And it was just like the fairy tale that I always pictured for myself, whether I was married in the temple or not, wasn't really like the fairy tale, but the sex part was like, I wanted to be married when I had sex. So when this, when this happened, um, and I don't want to get into too much detail out of respect for him and his family and all the, anyone who like may know the situation. Um, but yeah, I was not, I was not thrilled. I remember after it happened, I was, I froze. Like I, you know, they always say you go into flight, fight, freeze. And I froze. I I couldn't even like speak. I don't even think I said anything on the drive back to my house. Uh, I was just holding in tears and just could barely breathe. I could not believe what had just happened um, and how it happened and with who. And just like, I just felt so dirty. I felt like this piece of shit. And I was, I, I didn't know who, who I was going to talk to. Like, who, who am I going to talk to? But I can't talk to my parents. I can't talk 
to my friends because they're, you know, goody goodies. And I'm already the only friend that's ever even been fingered. Okay. So like sex, are you serious? Like I am a slut. I hate that word, but that is what I felt at the time. I was like, I am a slut. I am a nasty, dirty slut. And he dropped me off. I don't even remember if we said anything to each other. And the other thing is I wasn't his first time. And that hurt too, because it was like, oh, I'm just another girl. Um, so I had lots of emotions and I walked into my house and I went into my room. I was late for curfew. So I had to like, go like tell my parents I was home and I was like, hold it together, Josie, hold it together. And I tell them I'm like, I'm home, go in my room, shut the door. And I get into my closet. Cause it was like in, in a corner, like far away. And I shut my closet door and I just bald. I just cried and cried and cried. And I wrote in my journal, I was like, I need to write in my journal. I was a big journaler in high school, which I'm glad I was because looking back and reading them is quite entertaining. But, um, I grabbed my journal and I just started writing in it going into detail about what happened. And I remember writing in it saying, no one's ever going to want to marry me now. No one's ever going to want to be with me. God, God hates me. My parents would be so disgusted with me. My friends aren't going to want to be my friend anymore. And it's so crazy because I don't think people in Utah or people who aren't religious understand the weight that virginity holds on you that like you're this clean pure flower and then you have sex and you're dirty and it it truly did feel like the end of the world for me and it was like three in the morning and I'm just crying and I I got to a really dark place in that closet where I was like I don't want to live anymore like it, it was so direct I know it sounds so crazy to some people but for me, it was the end of the world. And so I'm, I'm sitting there and I get a phone call from someone I did not expect from, especially at three in the morning. And it was a good friend of mine who his dad had passed away about a week, maybe two weeks prior to this. And I hadn't really talked to him because he was obviously going through a lot. I had, you know, t- sent texts saying, I'm thinking of you, hope you're okay. But I hadn't seen him. He kind of like fell off the face of the earth when his dad died, which was understandable. It was a lot to go through. Um, and so when I saw his name pop up on my phone, I was like, what? Why is he calling me? This is so weird. Like, it's like a Thursday night at three in the morning and it's the summer and it's like, what? But I had this feeling, I was like, well, what if he's going through something right now? Like his dad just died. Like what if he is needing someone to talk to? So I pick up the phone and this right here is the moment. This is the moment that always brings me back and tells me that the God is real. Um, I answer the phone and he goes, Hey, Josie, I know it's late. Like, sorry if I woke you up. And I'm like, no, no, you're fine. Like, are you okay? And I'm like trying to hold it together because I have basically been suicidal this night. And he's like, I just had 
this really strong feeling, like almost like my dad was talking to me. But I just know I needed to call you and tell you that your Heavenly Father loves you. And I just like, I, I was in shock. He had no, he had no idea what had just happened to me. He had no idea what I was going through in that moment, but I did. And I knew that in that moment, I thought heavenly father hated me. I thought I was dirty. I thought I was gross. I thought I didn't deserve to live. And this guy, my friend, um, he just goes off to tell me these beautiful things like heavenly father loves you. And I just know that he, he has such good, good things coming for you. And I don't know why I had the feeling I needed to call you, but I could not let this feeling shake. And I just, I hope you're okay. Someone who had just gone through one of the hardest things ever is now telling me, I hope you're okay. And I mean, we talked that whole night and to this day, I don't think he knows that that was the night that I lost my virginity, but it was a, it was a core moment in my, in what built my testimony because I really needed my prayers answered in that moment. And they were. So I know that was a bit of a tangent, but it just goes back to how I, I can't deny, like, who am I to deny that there is, you know, a God and that, you know, he listens to us when things like that happen. But then I'm like, okay, does that mean I have a testimony of Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ or I have a testimony of the church? Because my friend who called me was Mormon. I'm Mormon. So was it a Mormon thing or was it a God thing? Like, are, are those two different things or are they one and the same? And I think that's what I struggle with. And I, what I continue to struggle with my whole life is because I don't know, I don't know if I necessarily believe in organized religion and church, but I know I believe in God without a shadow of a doubt. Do I know that when I pray, he's listening, the very, very strong testimony of prayer and his love for us. But the, the other stuff I struggle with. So I guess circling back to under the banner of heaven, um, watching these, you know, these scenes of stuff that I already kind of struggle with. It was hard. And so this week I've just been thinking about that a lot. And I don't know. So I guess my answer to the people who asked, are you Mormon? The answer is still kind of because I don't, I don't know. And I think that's, I think that's okay. And I know not everyone's going to agree with that, but we all go through different experiences in life that make us feel and act and do things a certain way. And so right now, that's kind of where my head and heart is at with the church is just, I'm just, I don't know what, to, I don't even know how to say it. I'm just living my life, doing what makes me feel closest to God. And so, yeah, that, that's, that was a big part of my trash this week is a lot of praying and thinking and, and just thinking back on that moment getting that phone call and just knowing that wasn't a coincidence. So if you're struggling with your faith, 
whether that's you're Catholic, you're Jewish, you're Mormon, whatever it is, you're not alone. And I think it's just going to get harder until it gets easier. I think you have to hit these pivotal moments where you have to really find yourself to get through them. And whether it's you continue to be faithful or you don't, um, or if you don't believe in God or you do, I'm very confident that it all works out. So that was some deep, deep, heavy trash. And maybe one day I'll get more into, you know, the whole virginity sex shit show that was my high school year, my junior to senior year. Um, but that is another story for another day. And honestly, so dark, like it just kind of got worse from there, honestly. (laughs) Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna skip that for today, but I, I hope you guys got to, you know, feel a little closer to me with my vulnerability there. I guess we can probably move on to something less heavy, which is pop culture trash. Okay. We took out the personal trash. We're done. We're done thinking about it this week. This weekend's going to be great. Moving on pop culture trash. Britney Spears. I love how I just like went from like talking about faith, losing my virginity. And now we're talking about Britney. Love it. It all goes together. Britney Spears got married officially. We saw last week, last Thursday, she got married and she in fact did have Sam sign a prenup. So any money that she makes from any money that she made prior to marrying him, he gets zero dollars if anything were to happen. Um, she also, there was, there was talk that her brother was invited to the wedding and everyone was like, oh, he'll be there. And then he wasn't there. And Brittany made it very clear that he was never going to be there. She on Instagram wrote this long caption and I actually had shared it in my story on Instagram and then she took it down like right after. So like, I don't know how many of you guys saw it. If you follow Brittany or if you saw me repost it, but she basically said, fuck you, Brian, you're not special. I would have never, ever invited you to my wedding. Fuck you. Like that is what she said. And then it was gone. And then, um, all of a sudden her, uh, Instagram has just kind of been gone. Uh, that Instagram as of today said that they didn't remove Britney's account. It wasn't taken down. It was all her doing. That means she personally disabled her account. So I have a, I have a lot of questions here. It makes me think, okay, is she okay? Like, did she post that Instagram post saying, fuck you, Brian. And then was like, Ooh, I took it too far. Obviously social media is not good for me. I need a break. I'm happy with my new husband. I'm deleting this. Or was she posted it? And then some assistant or something who is still somewhat somehow controlling her was like, you're done. Give me your phone. We're getting rid of this. Like, I'm very curious. And I, I feel like she's in good hands since she did have Sam sign a prenup. Like obviously someone's looking out for her, whether it's her or an assistant or somebody, but like what, where is her Instagram? 
Where is it? When is she coming back? Sending prayers. Sending prayers to Brittany, wherever you are. I hope you're okay. Uh, Justin Bieber, if you guys saw, I mean, how could you not have seen? It was literally so sad. He posted a video and reveals that he has a scary diagnosis that has caused a facial paralysis. Um, he like half of his face is not well and it's, uh, I'm going to butcher this Raz Ramsey, Ramsey, Ramsey hunt syndrome there. I'm sorry. I did not. I barely graduated high school guys. Be nice. Um, but yeah, it's Bieber says it's infected. It's affected a nerve in his ear and you can tell he's not able to blink. He can only smile with one side of his mouth. So he's had to postpone his tour, which is heartbreaking for so many people, especially since after COVID, like so many things got postponed, like so many things got canceled and like everyone's like, Justin, finally. And now this happens. And it's just really scary that this could happen to like one of probably the most well looked after person. Like I'm sure he has the best doctors, the best health and wellness team. I mean, he probably doesn't even he'll probably only drink smart water. Like he doesn't even, he doesn't even know what tap water is. He's freaking doing essential oils. He's doing vitamins. He's doing who knows what else. He's got all the things set up for him and he still has these random incidents. Um, that's terrifying because I eat peanut butter M&Ms every day and don't have all these health and wellness people around me. So what, what's going to happen to me? what is going to happen to me? And Haley just had her incident, like where she had a mini stroke. And it's just like, what? You guys are supposed to be like the rich, healthy ones that can afford all the things us normal people can't. Like you're never supposed to get sick. You're never supposed to have anything wrong with you. Like it's, I know so many people that get cancer. You know how many celebrities I know that get cancer? Very few. Conspiracy theory right there. But that's another, that's another story. Um, but yeah, that's so sad for Justin. It isn't permanent. He will get better, but I don't know how long that's going to take. Um, Haley did have some interviews for her new skincare road. And I mean, everyone was asking her, how's Justin? How's Justin? And she said, he's doing good. So we're sending our thoughts. But Haley Bieber's new beauty brand road doubles down on glazed donut skin, which we all love glazed donut skin. I personally use Dime Beauty to get my glazed donut skin. Use code weeklytrash20 to get your glazed donut skin from Dime. But now Haley Bieber's got her own, her own line, Road. And there's lots of lip products in it, which I mean, I'm all about lip products. So I'm probably going to buy some of those. Uh, she used her middle name, Road, for the brand, and she says that her skincare goes all the way back to being a kid, getting out of the shower or the bath. And her mom wouldn't let her leave the bathroom until she was like drenched head to toe in lotion, oil, serums. She was like, I was like a baby glazed donut. And it's kind of just been her obsession ever since that when she goes to bed, she wants to look like a glazed donut, just like all the serums, all the night creams and oils and all the things. So she just released that. And I think it's going to do really well because she's an icon, first of all. Have you seen her face? It's flawless, which I did notice. She has movement in her forehead, so she's not getting Botox in her forehead. Like, what? 
your forehead looks that pretty and you aren't getting Botox? Tell me how. Is it road? Okay. Is it not? Probably not, but I, I still think it'll be successful. She like, she does her skincare routines and makeup routines on TikTok and everyone goes and buys and sells out everything that she shares. So I, I think this will be very successful. It is interesting that she drops this around the same time that Kim dropped her SKKN skin line, which also looks pretty good. I just, I'm very skeptical of celebrities when they come out with uh, skincare lines. Cause A, I'm like, I don't think you motherfuckers use any of this. Like you guys are using the most expensive face wash that has like freaking 14 karat gold flakes in it and has like, I don't know, freaking the Buddha's sperm. Something crazy is in your guys's face wash. Okay. And you're telling me that this $20, $20 bottle of face cream is going to make me look like you. Yeah. Debatable. So I never really believed them. And I always feel like, like, especially Kylie's, I was like, okay, this was made in a factory where they made lip kits. Like this is not, I'm not, I'm not trying this out, but I don't know. There's something about, there's something about Haley's that just seems different, but I don't think I'll be trying Kim's. I'm sorry, Kim. I love you, but I don't know. I just think I'm going to stick with dime. Uh, post Malone welcomes his baby girl. He had a baby girl and also he's engaged. Okay. That's, that's news to us. We did not, we did not see that coming. I mean, I guess that's kind of how it goes, isn't it? What is it? Um, marriage and then a baby and a baby carriage. Oh, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes a baby and a baby carriage. But he's, he went, he went in a different direction. He went first comes love, then comes baby in a carriage, then comes a happy, happy marriage. <laughs> That's what he did instead. I really liked that. That was like kind of catchy. Um, so yeah, he's engaged. Still have no um clue who this chick is. I'm pretty sure it's this. Um, she's like really popular in China. She's like a China singer, pop star. I don't know. There's all kinds of people on the on the internet saying it's someone. So not really sure. But she was born in Los Angeles last month, and we're just hearing about it. So we're all really late to the game. But happy for Posty. Posty with the mosty. He also has come out talking about how he suffered from alcoholism, which is not surprising. I mean, he was party guy. And he's like the sponsor for like Bud Light. And he said that Justin Bieber like helped save him. Justin Bieber and his fiance and a few other celebrities really helped him find purpose again. So love that for him. Way to go. Spencer Pratt was on Call Her Daddy. Do you guys know who Spencer Pratt is? If you don't know who Spencer Pratt is, you are most likely Gen Z. Because uh, Spencer Pratt is from the Hills. And the Hills was the most iconic reality TV show to ever walk the face of this earth. And he was the villain that everyone just hated. And he was dating Heidi and now they're married and have a kid. And basically he's kind of gone viral on TikTok recently for like exposing the Hills for all of its like fake drama and all like the production aside of it and kind of like validating what Christine Quinn said on Call Her Daddy about how like none of it's real. And Call Her Daddy, they like did like a 
like a preview of what the episode was going to be. And in the very beginning, he like does this fake fight. And I called it. I just want to say right now, I called it. I had said in a poll on Instagram, I was like, do you guys think that this is staged? Do we think Alex Cooper staged this whole thing with him? Or do we think he really is just an asshole? And it was like 70% of people thought he's just an asshole. And then 30% of the people agreed with me that it was staged. And guess what, motherfuckers? It was staged. At the very end, close to the end of the podcast, Alex is like, okay, I want to do this thing where we show people how production edits and corrupts certain scenarios to make it fit their narrative. So I was thinking maybe like you talk about how much you hate Adam DeVilio or DeVelio or however you say it. And then I'm going to cut it and make it look like you left the interview all pissed. And of course he was down, like, of course. And it was so genius of Alex Cooper, like praise her. She is iconic as well. But it was, I, I knew it was fake from the beginning because I just knew he wouldn't be sharing it all over his Instagram if it like was that bad. Or maybe he would. He's a thirst monster. He even said so in the podcast. But you guys will have to check it out if you have no idea what I'm talking about. He basically, in the interview, what makes it look like is in the very beginning of the interview or towards the end, Alex Cooper goes, so, which this isn't actually what happened, but this is what they make it look happen. She's like, so how does it feel to know that like, you will never be as relevant as you were when you were on the hills? And then it cuts to him and he goes, fuck you, fuck this podcast, fuck this stupid show. And he like gets up and walks out and it's gnarly. And to all the people that it tricked, you're suckers. And that is why reality TV is so successful. <laughs> but yeah, he he was, he is something else though. I, I watched the whole episode podcast. It was, you can watch it and listen to it on Spotify. And he, he's one of those people like Christine Quinn where like, I respect them. I respect that they're so, um, confident in themselves that they say some stuff that's like, "Mm, probably shouldn't say that. And they have, they're just, they don't care. Like they are who they are and they don't give a fuck. And so I respect that. I do. I I wouldn't want to be best friends with them. Christine or Spencer, but I would love to go to like dinner with them and just chat and just hear, hear them talk because he's funny. Like he definitely has a very narcissistic behavior, but he is, he's, he's kind of funny and he, he's self-aware, but also not self-aware at the same time. Very similar to Christine Quinn. Like they are very, very similar. They should be friends, but that was, that was a really good podcast episode that call her daddy did. If you want to go listen to that. Um, now back to, uh, some Kim stuff. Cause we talked about Kim's skincare. We all know she wore that Marilyn Monroe dress to the Met Gala. Well, there were all these rumors, all these pictures going around the internet saying that she had put some, some damages on that baby, on that beautiful one of a kind dress that was in the Ripley's museum that no one should ever be able to wear. And everyone was so pissed about it. And so there's this picture where there's like a couple of beads missing and all this stuff. And I, 
at first I was like, why, like, who cares? Like someone can just fix it. Like it's literally going to be in a box. Like no one, it's it, like, what? It's a dress. It's not a statue. Like what's what? Um, but the before photo that people were sharing was taken before Ripley's even got the dress. So people are just trying to make her look bad, which is so rude. And she didn't do anything. She has done nothing wrong. Kim did absolutely nothing wrong. And Ripley's is coming to defend her saying she did nothing wrong. And yeah. So guys, she did not ruin Marilyn Monroe's precious, precious, precious dress. If you wanted to know. Now you know. So Kardashians, we got to do reality TV trash. And I did watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but I'm going to be honest, like it's kind of a snooze fest. Like it's good, but it's not great. So I'm not recapping it because I just did. I just, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So Kardashians, um, it was the finale. What the fuck? There was literally 10 episodes, but it felt like five episodes. I need more, like, what, like, when is the new season? When are they coming back? What is going on? I think Kylie made two, not even two appearances the entire season. Like, what? I need more. I need more. That was not enough. Um, but this episode was basically the fuck Tristan episode, which we should start a petition where it is the petition to cut his dick off and feed it to the lions like I don't even know I hate this man he he, okay first of all we all remember when he cheated on Chloe with Kylie's best friend when she was pregnant she finds out right before she's about to give birth and now he has the audacity to do it again but this time it was so much worse than I thought it was so he had found out that this girl that he cheated on Chloe with was pregnant and was saying that it was his baby And for months, he was trying to get um, a DNA test to prove that it wasn't his and all this stuff and hiding it from Chloe for like months. And then somehow an article got released that he thought was going to be private records. Kim saw it, sends it to Chloe, and Chloe's life just shatters before her eyes. And it was so sad because you could tell she was heartbroken, but also so numb. Like she said it again and again in the episode. She's like, I like, I'm not shocked anymore. Like it's like, I'm just numb to it. I'm just used to it. Like how many times can I go through this? How can, how many times can I be humiliated? And the house that she was, her house that she bought was supposed to be a house for her and Tristan to live in. And I, it, it just like makes me sick to my stomach that he could do this to freaking the best person ever. So, but she said something how when she bought this house, he had wanted to pay for half of the down payment. And she's like, no, I'm doing that. And I just think that is such a bad A move. Like she, she owns that house. That's her house. She kicks him out. He has nothing to do with it. He's gone. Unfortunately, they have a kid together. Like he can't actually like be gone forever, but she's just so mature in the way that she's like, I'm not ever going to let our daughter know how, 
how how you how pissed I am first of all and how fucked up the situation is because it is it is like you have a kid now with someone else like do like what so Chloe just handled herself the best way I think anyone could in that situation and Kim was really there for her went to visit her um Chloe's bedroom by the way like um a vibe they had like pink lighting coziness she was like wearing like a skims comfy robe like I wanted to hop in that bed and Kim literally did hop in that bed because it was like seven feet tall but Kim goes over there and they talk about you know how they're badass girls because they've dealt with really toxic relationships and it kind of gave a sneak peek into Kim's Kim's marriage with Kanye she's like if people really were to see what I went through all those years they'd be like how did you stay for so long so they go on to say, you know, they've tried everything. They've worked. They left those relationships knowing they did everything they could to save them. And it's not going to work out, which made it very, very clear to me. Kim and Kanye are done forever. They're never getting back together. It's done. And I'm fine with that because P is making, making Kim's life. Okay. It's, it's so fun to watch <laughs> at the end of the episode. P makes his first little appearance, not like physically, but in the voices. And she's talking about her audio producer and how she's been with her for 14 years, the Kardashians and everything. And I was like, oh, haha, you've probably like seen my vagina at this point. And Pete goes more than me. And you like hear Pete's voice and you're like, oh my gosh, there's Pete, his first debut. When is he coming back? Which really makes me hope and pray that in the next season, we see lots of him because I just, I want to see Kim in love. I, like, we already see her glowing. We already see her happy, but I want to see it firsthand. I want to see her making out with Pete the way Courtney and Travis make out. I take that back. Courtney and Travis making out, not cute. The tongues, I, mm, no. There was like a part in the episode where Chris goes to, to record a song for Christmas, which also made the timeline of the whole season so whack, but whatever she goes to record the song <laughs> jingle bells and before she gets in there they show travis and courtney and it's like it's like disgusting it's not even kissing it's just licking each other's tongues it's nasty uh but kim's um kim's kissing kim kissing pete i don't think it would be like that so like let's see some of it let's get a little sneak a peek chris's song though funny super funny she was jamming out to herself in the car and i love that travis was so excited for her and wanted to do this with her and chris is just hilarious i love chris there are times where she reminds me a lot of my mom because like we make fun of my mom but we love her we do it out of love and i feel like all the daughters kind of make fun of chris and chris is iconic like my mom is also iconic but like it's just funny to make fun of them you know it's just fun so watching courtney like almost pee her pants listening to her mom sing i i related to that i thought that was awesome uh kendall literally don't care about anything that she talked about showed her in like her health and wellness chambers like <laughs> like that's the shit i'm talking about when i say that famous people shouldn't get sick because they have all this crap that keeps them alive for a million years it's freaking illuminati but really, she was so boring. Uh, the only interesting thing that happened was she talked to Chloe. And even that wasn't that interesting. 
And then Kylie, nothing, absolutely nothing. We see her at the photo shoot. At the very end, they do the promo photo shoot for Kardashians, but she's still pregnant, which again, makes the timeline so strange because in the last episode, she was like supposedly giving birth. So what's going on? But yeah, she didn't say anything. Even when they did like the ending where they like go over how everybody feels about this part of their life and the end of the season and like the their mantra going into the next one and blah, blah, blah. It was like a voiceover. Like we didn't even see Kylie's face. We didn't even see her talking. So lots, lots of questions. Um. Oh, but okay. I just thought of a random thing about the whole Chloe and Tristan thing. So he totally was like sleeping around, right? If I was Chloe, A, I, I'd be so pissed that he like cheated on me. Like what the fuck? But he got someone pregnant which means he's not using condoms. He's not using protection. Can you imagine if he would have gotten an STI or an STD? I, I, I don't know if they're like the same anymore. It's changed since I've, since I've grown up in my old age. It used to be STDs. Now it's STIs, I guess. Or like, what if she got like HPV, like something crazy? Like, how dare he? How dare he stick his dick in another woman and then stick his dick in Chloe? Disgusting disgusting shame 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 on you Tristan you're a piece of shit so that was it for Kardashians and I'm gonna miss it but hopefully it comes back soon I feel like their turnover rate is a lot faster on Hulu so hopefully we get it soon so now it's time it is time for trash topic Ken and I'm, I'm nervy, like always. I'm always nervy when I do Trash Topic Cam because I don't know what I'm going to get. And I just hope it's like not one about like virginity because like um, we already did that. Okay. Oh, that was like a really deep breath in there. I'm sorry. Ah. Unpopular opinion. Okay. Okay. Well, freak. I don't freaking know. Unpopular opinion. Oh, okay. I have it. I don't know if this is unpopular or not. I see people say the opposite of this when people are like, what's your unpopular opinion? And it is that lip filler looks bad. You're wrong. Okay. Unpopular opinion. Lip filler is life. Okay. Lip filler is what made me who I am today. Juvederm, sponsor me. Just kidding. I don't even know if that's the type of filler I have in my lips. But no, lip filler. Love it. Here for it. All day, every day. Love. Love, love, love. I will, <laughs> I'll post. Oh, it's going to be so embarrassing, but I'll do it because I love you guys. I will post a picture, like a horrible picture of me before my lip filler. Because like, I thought I was pretty before, you know, like, I didn't think I was ugly. But like, there's some photos of me where my lips are invisible. There are no lips. There are no lips. No lips. And now I have these luscious, but they're like natural looking, I feel like, you know? Like, so if you hate these, I hate you, okay? Lip filler. That's my unpopular opinion. And now it's a hot take. I want to hear your guys' hot take. Lip filler, what do you think? You going to get some? You should. Or love yourself. Either way. <laughs> Either way works, but I love lip filler. Love myself a good lip filler. 
How many times did I say lip filler? I don't know. Well, you guys, that is it for today's trash. That's it for this week's trash. And next week's going to be a new week with new trash. And I'm excited. And I cannot wait for the weekend. You want to know why? You want to know why? Because I'm going to go to the Parade of Homes. And if you live in Utah, you know the Parade of Homes. Do they have Parade of Homes in other states? I don't even know. But I am obsessed with walking through homes. Dream homes. Homes that one day I will manifest myself in. So I'm doing that. Very excited. And I'm also doing it kidless, which is just <laughs> glorious, glorious. So yeah, very excited about that. It's going to be a great weekend. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Leave me a five-star review because you love me and because I told you about my virginity story. <laughs> Anywho, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and don't forget to take out your trash. Bye, everybody. Bye.